0: Good evening and welcome to People of Note on this Sunday evening. This program is broadcast every Sunday from 6 to 8 and in it I talk to someone who is a person of note and we listen to music of the choice. My guest tonight is a young conductor from Cape Town, Chad Hendricks, who was recently, if you came to Starlight Classics you would have seen him, my assistant conductor for that outdoor concert and it's quite a big occasion and a very nice opportunity for a young conductor to make his mark. So, Chad, welcome to the program. Thank you so much. Good evening to the listeners as well. Thank you. And uh, first of all, perhaps I should ask you if you enjoyed the experience. It was easily one of the
1: most fun gigs I've ever had to do. I mean, the 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 fact that it was literally a spectacle. You know, it wasn't just a, I mean, there's merit in orchestra, but I mean, there was so much going on. Um, and I got to wear some cool clothes as well, so it made it extra <laughs> fun. <laughs> some colourful stuff. Yeah. yeah.
0: No, it is. A, it's a pretty special occasion, I think. Yeah. yeah. I, I I mean, I've I've mentioned to a few people that I think
1: it's definitely the the flagship event for for symphonic pop in South Africa. Yeah. Um, it really carries a lot of weight around around South Africa, and it's incredible that I got to be on that stage. So I'm, yeah. yeah. I'm glad for it.
0: And it's got a wide variety of music: some more classical yes. music, some less classical, some pop and crossover. Yeah, it was great
1: to to have um, some Mozart and um, Bruno Mars on the same program.
0: Yeah. You know? That <laughs> Mozart to Mars. Yeah, exactly. Mars, yeah. yeah, and I see your first choice of music is Mozart. Yes. Uh, is is he one of your favourites?
1: He is one of my favourites, just because he's you know so incredibly creative and he did so much obviously for the for the for the world of music. But particularly the Einer um for me was and still is something that I for some reason can play off by heart on Recorder. Because when I when I was like six years old I, I started playing Recorder and that's the only thing that stuck with me. I don't know if they drilled it into me, but that's probably the only thing I can still play on Recorder today. Um, but yeah, that's Mozart was, was
0: with me from an early age. <laughs> That was the first movement of Eine kleine Nachtmusik, a divertimento by Mozart, played by the Buscade Soweto String Ensemble under Rosemary Norden. The choice of Chad Hendricks, who's my guest on People of Note. And Chad, you were talking there about playing the recorder. Was that where you started your music? It was. I mean, I, I started in church, like most uh,
1: most musicians, I think, and um, in, in the church that I go to the New Apostolic Church at, at that time, and there's now a, a, a re-emerging of it, but there was a sort of a recorder drive as part of music education to start to to get the kids going, and I was part of that. Um, eventually, I then went on to violin and then trumpet and so on and so on. But um, recorder was the first little thing that I got to play, and it, it, um, it actually opened up a lot of, of, of
0: musical experiences for me. Yeah. Tell us a bit about the the new apostolic church because music plays a big role in their life. Yes, I mean I I think
1: it's it's also the I think the kind of music and the way they choose to go about it, you know, music is is very synonymous with faith and and I think if not all faith organizations have some sort of music within their setup, um but I think it's interesting to note that, you know, the new apostolic church historically has has been very much um sort of Western classically inclined, you know, coming from the German tradition. Um so it's it's developed from there but but it's also where I first got to see conductors. You know, each congregation has got an orchestra conductor and a choir conductor and um and so just that kind of environment I think um really painted a, a greater picture for me eventually. Um but it's also very much a part of the service, you know, we I think So the orchestra usually plays in our services about an hour before the time, um, out of our hymnals, and then the choir sings about three or four times during the service. So it's very much um, based on music, based on music, yeah, and and very closely related, of course, to the to the to the text and to the to the biblical
0: aspects. So that was your upbringing, Mm. and then later you you went to UCT.
1: Yeah, so I um, I actually started uh, with a jazz performance degree. Um, because the high school that I went to had quite a big jazz department and I played in big bands there. And so we, we a few of my friends and myself, we really started to love this, this this jazz thing, you know. And we thought, as most young musicians do, we're going to take over the world and we're so ready and UCT is waiting for us, you know. And we got there and we learned very quickly just how little we know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was it was. I mean, in, in the long run for me, I look back and I'm so grateful for it because um, those three years specifically was, it really exposed me to a high level of the jazz aspect and, and, and it plays a big part in, in what I do today. Um, but yeah, started with jazz performance, did that for three years and then made the change to be general to try and pursue some conducting. Yeah, which you've done with great success. I'm trying, I'm yeah. trying, yeah, 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 it's, it's, it seems to be going okay.
0: Well, uh, a couple of years ago you were the winner of the Len von Sail conducting competition and we'll talk about this after your next piece, Yes. but you mentioned there about choirs and obviously mm. choirs have played an important part in your life too. Absolutely. And this piece by Eric Whittaker, uh, When David Heard, is conducted by Ronald Staley, and it's the Brigham Young University Singers. That was music by Eric Whittaker called When David Heard, performed by the Brigham Young University singers under Ronald Staley. It's a very particular way of writing that Eric Whittaker has. Yes, and uh, you know, this piece, the the, the reason
1: why I've, I've put it on the program is because in fact, with the Linfantile Competition, when I was in America, it was a very interesting time period for me. Um, before then, I hadn't really been on my own for an extended amount of time and, you know, I was then not in a strange country, but a very different country. And, you know, naturally you end up having a lot of time to yourself and a lot of thinking time. And um, this piece very specifically stands out for me because, you know, I don't often speak about it, but I I think moving forward, um, it's it's an important thing to speak about. But um, I lost a brother a few years ago. And what's interesting about this piece is when I first heard it, I came across it on YouTube in America. And I, th- I felt for the first time that someone, being Eric Watika, was able to translate the emotion around the content of of, of this specific piece and, and the biblical text where it comes from. And it just somehow, it, it made me feel really close to, to what I could only imagine my dad had gone through mm-hmm. around the time that he lost his first son. So it was really, really a... a Pivotal moment for me to also realize, you know, the power of music and 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 the responsibility that we've also got to to translate this and and ensure that the message is carried through. But Eric Whitaker somehow manages to do this yeah. musically at at a very yeah incredible
0: yeah. at a very powerful level and powerful level, yeah. for sure. Gosh, so these uh, the pieces you've chosen here are very particular. Oh yes, to yes, you. yes. Each yeah. one is very particular yeah. and personal
1: for for yeah. different reasons, you know.
0: Yeah. And how did you get into orchestral conducting then? I I, I think, you know, with with me, um, my
1: journey thus far has, has all been about exposure and, and various levels of exposure. And, you know, I had this dream of being a conductor when I was young. I had no idea how to get there. Um, and so I was conducting choirs in church and, and so on. And then when I joined the uh, Cape Philharmonic Youth Orchestra, I then realized that there was there were master classes and things that were happening and so I started doing that and then I just got into it. So I just I found it and I was like, Cool, I wanna conduct and then that happened and then um Chamberfest happened and I, I did a couple of classes there and master classes afterwards and then the competition happened.
0: Yeah. And you had classes with viktor ampolsky then also
1: yes so so viktor ampolsky as um as part of the prize for the competition, you then go and study with him for a semester at uh, Northwestern university at a very very good um department and, and conservatory if, if you want to call it that um and yeah he was i mean he is still a fantastic teacher world renowned teacher, and i think his success rate in terms of his students is something like Ninety-eight percent placement in professional orchestras or something—it's,
0: it's yeah, it's astounding. Yeah, and he's a very uh, sensitive person. Also, I mean, he's he, he's quite a joker. Yes, 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 yeah. yes, yes.
1: And but but he's I you know, it's funny because and he, tough. He's but this is the thing: is that in one sentence he can make you feel like you need to. Done six hours more preparation, and in the immediate sentence after, he makes you smile and realize, okay, you know what, the point is proven. You don't have to, you know, okay. And he's he's famous for his one-liners, you know, and and it it comes in in his teaching. I remember one thing that haunts me is if we were to make a mistake he says your phone will not ring you know if you do that your phone and that haunts me in the best way because now I, I need to have my phone ring you know yeah but um, to get the next job person. Yeah, exactly yeah, incredible yeah. person teacher yeah. and conductor
0: and I think let's listen to your next choice which is hmm. by Beethoven And then I want you to tell me about this experience you had when you went to America and what you did there. You had a semester with him, yes. uh, but then there was also some other things that happened. So this is Hallelujah from Christ on the Mount of Olives by Beethoven. It's the Atlanta Symphony Orchestra and Chorus under Robert Shaw. Music by Beethoven, that was Hallelujah from Christ on the Mount of Olives, the Atlanta Symphony Orchestra and Chorus under Robert Shaw the choice of my guest tonight, Chad Hendrix. So why did you choose that one? Well, like I said, I mean, I grew up in the church and, and with choral
1: music being a big part of, of my upbringing and experience. And this specific one, um, for whatever reason, just the first time I heard it, I, it, I was overwhelmed with, there's, there's somehow this majesty that's that's just in this music that... It's, it's, I can't really describe it, but it, it creates, you know, a real feeling of of, of just um, warmth and everything, you know, and, and it's been a piece that I've wanted to conduct ever since I've heard it. I haven't ever chosen to do it yet because I feel like I want to be, you know, it's funny because yeah. a lot of people do that, hallelujah, but for some reason this piece just spoke to me about the majesty and, and, and of of just everything and within the, 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 the faith experience, it it elevates that, you know, and I think that's maybe what stuck with me.
0: And now tell us a bit about what you did in America. You spent one semester at Northwestern yep. University, and then did you spend some time in Philadelphia also? Yes, yeah, so so what
1: happened was um, uh, before that, a month before I went to Chicago, I, I got to be an intern, let's say, at um, the Philadelphia Orchestra, which was an incredible and very, very interesting experience to see how you know, a world-class orchestra is run. It's a, it's a very big organism that, that uh, you know... But also just the incredible, incredible music that comes from these people. Um, I remember in the first week, going to the first rehearsal, sitting down, and, and they were doing Marla 8. And um, I couldn't believe it, you know, because it's just... The because f- they've got these offstage trumpets and it, the sound was just phenomenal and then you're sitting in this like I don't know maybe 3000 seat auditorium with these cushy seats and the entire experience is just really overwhelming and then of course you've got uh, maestro Yannick Neze Sagan on the podium which in itself is you know a mind blowing experience um so it was interesting to then spend the month there and I, and I got to be at all the concerts and I got to meet, um, you know, a lot of of people. And, and in fact, one of the highlights um, was getting to meet uh, Tan Koopman and his wife because they played a, a sort of a double harpsichord concert. They did a whole concert there and he conducted and I managed to um, to have dinner with him. So that was, wow. that was interesting. I had some of the best... Um, I had some of the best uh, prawns I've ever had. Because, of course, we went to this really, really nice Italian place around the corner. And then, I, you know, it's these experiences just... I, I start, sit still and I realize, whoa. Because I've watched documentaries before about Baroque music and Ton Koopman is all over there. Oh, yeah, we play him a lot on this station. Yeah, too. and so, you know, the mere fact that I was now sitting across the table from this man, I was like, what do I ask him? You know, I, like, yeah, I've got so many questions but I don't even... And so... It was just such an overwhelming experience, but but so fulfilling and, and, and very very um, educational
0: and um, inspirational. And isn't it amazing how much you can learn just by watching other people?
1: Oh yes, absolutely. I mean, especially in this field, yeah. you know, especially in this
0: field. And it's it's
1: it's so diverse the experience because you know it's it's about their personality, it's about how they interact with people, it's about
0: and how they work with the orchestra, how they work exactly, and yeah.
1: and what they what they look and see to be or feel to be important in the music, what they choose to focus on and, and all of that. So it's, and then also just hearing these brilliant musicians, um, the sound of that orchestra, I'll never and, forget. And that. huge orchestra. Oh, yes. No, it was, the stage was full. Uh, also in that first week, they were doing a a a mass concert with all of the sort of local schools in the area. And that was also incredible. I mean, the stage was, there were probably about 200 orchestral musicians and 300 singers. So, it was just a very overwhelming first week. It's on <laughs> quite a grand scale. Yes, yeah. exactly. But but also, I mean, I must say that, that the support and the the, the musical culture there is also very, very um, advanced and, and very, very supportive. And so, it was great to experience as well, um, you yeah. know.
0: Well, let's listen to your next choice now, which is by Antonin Dvorak. This is the third movement, Allegretto Grazioso, Mm. from the Symphony No. 8. The third movement of Symphony No. 8 by Antonin Dvorak, the Berlin Philharmonic Orchestra under Raphael Kubelik. The choice of Chad Hendricks, who's my guest on People of Note. Chad is a young conductor. Uh, How old are you now, Chad? Oh, I'm 28 now. 28. Yeah, I turned 28 this year. Yeah. So he's only 28, and uh, he's already had these amazing experiences going to uh, have an internship with the Philadelphia Orchestra and then spending one semester at Northwestern University as part of the Len von Sail conducting competition, of which he was the winner in 2017, I think it was. Yeah, 2016, 2017. Yeah. Um, and actually, what is interesting is that it definitely has... Prompted uh, people like yourself, Brandon Phillips, mm. Skalk van Merwe, Xavier Kluter, actually to take their conducting seriously.
1: Yes, I I think, and I'm a I'm a big believer in you know the, the exposure aspect because I think you know in in my case at least it was very much having a dream but not really knowing that we could actually you know go go through with it and I think a lot of us, all of us in fact, I know for a fact take now what we do very seriously, and we are very invested in the future of, of orchestral and choral music um, in, in South Africa. And that's really great, because, you know, we now see each other and we speak to each other, and it's become a brotherhood. And in fact, the competition has become a brotherhood, besides, you know, the winners. Because, you know, we have WhatsApp groups, and we've got... We don't always speak, because, you know, conductors are supposedly busy. Um, but... But every now and then we check in and we, we, we know what each other's doing and we're looking at collaborations, and, and it's, it's just become a very, very nice
0: um, group of, of people. And what is interesting for me is that there are several of you now around the country who are getting busy as conductors. Because there was a time when there were very few people mm-hmm. conducting, mm-hmm. now there are quite a lot which yes. is fantastic. And people are taking the initiative, putting together ensembles, putting yes. together orchestras. And it's funny that it's at a time when orchestral music is quite fragile yes. in this country. Yes. It's quite ironic.
1: It is. I, you know, I think at the same time, I've, I've been having a lot of conversations with, with people in Joburg and in Cape Town. Um, and and the exciting thing is that I think a lot of us are at the, the, the glass half full point now where you know, we, we understand the, the reality, but at the end of the day, we can also try and make things work and we can try and start. And and there are a lot of people who are looking to, to get involved with things like that. And I think the responsibility now falls on us to start that and to, and to create, you know, quality music Mm -hmm. um, and to take it to everybody and, and, you know, grow it in like that. I, I I feel like we, we've, we haven't really experienced the, the the climax of, of, let's say, Western art music in South Africa yet. I
0: think it's only just begun, which is exciting. Yeah. And I must say that uh, Brandon, you, Skulk, Xavier, all keep pretty busy conducting.
1: Yes, yes. I think, and, and the funny thing is, I mean, I, I know that we are all kind of, in we we all doing similar things, but also very different things. Like I know, for example, Skulk does a lot more opera conducting than what I do. Brandon does a lot more ballet than what I do. I do a lot more chor- choral, maybe. Um, so, you know, we're all kind of around, but we're all also doing what we love and what yeah. what we get to do, and it's it's great.
0: Which is fantastic. It's all part of the, the rhythm of life. That was The Rhythm of Life by Dorothy Fields and Cy Coleman. And that was performed by the Men in Red, one of the Welsh choirs with Jean Mathie on piano and conducting them as well. And c- you mentioned choral music was an important part of your life and still is. Yes. And you also told me the other day that you might now form a choir of your own. Yes, I'm very much looking to do that. I mean,
1: firstly, I mean, choral music has been a part of my upbringing, not always conducting, but I mean, the, so for the, the, the rhythm of life for example, is one thing that I sang in a children's choir that I was in. And again, that piece just stuck out for me because of these... All the of words. <laughs> oh, <or> these exactly... <laughs> do-be, 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 yeah. do-be, and all these things that, that start connecting together that create this this big picture. And, and you know, a lot of that um, helped me realize, you know, the the power of a choir. Um, that being said, you know, a, a lot of the the choirs and the, the choral projects that I've been doing have been things that I've been approached to do, which is fantastic and I'm, I'm always looking to work with new people, but I also think it's time that I, I start a group of my own and, and something where I can try and and, and express you know the, the, the musical ideas that, that I've got that is not confined to a certain program or a certain event or a certain concert. So I'm looking to start a chamber choir of between 16 to 20 singers. And do you conduct the Cape Philharmonic Youth Orchestra also? I do. I do when when they offer me and when they call me, when my phone rings. <laughs> um I I do get to enjoy quite a few um, um appointments with them.
0: Yeah. And as a part of the prize of the Len van competition, do you get to conduct the Cape Philharmonic Orchestra also?
1: Yes. Um it, i I I I believe and I might be mistaken because I don't know if if it subsequently changed. But um, initially, it was part of the, the prize to get a symphony concert. Um, and I managed to get the the, the Juppit Memorial Concert in November 2018. And that was my my debut symphony concert. And that that was with Cape Fall.
0: Yeah. And have you, did you play any of these pieces that you've chosen with them?
1: Dvořák 8 was the first symphony oh, really? that, yeah. I,
0: that I did. And um, we did...
1: The Egmont Overture, um, which was interesting that that haunted me all the way to my first symphony concert because I w- that piece also comes with me yeah. a long time, and um, and then there was I was really blown away at the fact that Peter Schumann was the soloist for that concert, um, you know someone who's 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 really made made a a incredible career as a south african i mean he's the he's the leader of an orchestra in london yeah, symphony yeah um that's that's pretty good that's pretty good i mean that's that's not that's nothing to be to be to be um what's the word I ashamed mean, of to yeah. be ashamed I mean, of it's no it's,
0: it's uh, to be leader of the lso yeah, is, it's is no a serious simple. job
1: exactly yeah. and so you know i you can imagine also the the little bit of nerves that
0: came in, the additional nerves that came in when I found that out. Yeah, because he also knows about the inner workings of orchestras. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> and I, I'm just, you know, I
1: was just very grateful. What did What did he it. play? He played the... Um, <sighs> I'm going to, it's going to come to You can't The remember. Bruch, it was the Bruch the violin concerto. Violin concerto. Mm.
0: Well, we're going to in a moment. We're going to take a short break, and then after the break, we're going to listen to the Egmont overture. Was that mm-hmm. part of that concert also? That happened to be the overture for the yeah. for the concert. So sort of. it was that, and the Dvorak, and the Bruch, and the Bruch. Yeah. So it's a standard symphonic program you played. Yes, yes, but those sh- are pretty testing.
1: It was, and and again, it was the first time that I had a, a symphony concert, um, and and really the first time that I had to deal with such 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 a program. Uh, it's It seems sort of easy and, you know, I don't know how the professional, back then I was like, you know, the (laughs) conductors, they do this every week, you know, some people do it every two days with a different program and it's just so much
0: information. Well, we're going to take a short break now. You're listening to People of Note on Classic 1027 and after the break, because it's just coming up to seven o'clock, we're going to hear the Egmont Overture by Beethoven. Kurt Mazur was the conductor there of the New York Philharmonic Orchestra, playing the Egmont Overture by Beethoven. The choice of Chad Hendricks, who's my guest in People of No Chad, is a conductor, a young conductor from Cape Town, and he was the winner of the Len Fun competition, and recently he was up here joining me on the stage of Starlight Classics, which was supported by... Classic 1027, also, and I'm, I expect several of you were at the concert and you would have seen Chad conducting there. Chad, you come from Grassy Park, I think.
1: Yeah, so. In, so Originally? Originally, I was born, well, I grew up in Dutit, which is, I mean, five minutes away from Grassy Park, and then moved there a few years ago. Um,
0: so, yeah, I'm from the southern suburb of yeah. Cape Town, you know. And how is music or classical music? viewed in your community? It's Is it seen as something weird or not? It's definitely
1: seen as something other. Yeah. You know, yeah. and of course, then I also see it as something other, but in the best way. I yeah. think it's, it's for me, it's it's kind of set me apart in my community a little bit. Um, some people don't understand it, but I think a lot of people um, are very supportive and behind me because of it you know they I think they realize that it, that I'm doing or trying to do something that's not necessarily the norm yeah um, especially culturally yeah um, and that's
0: uh, that's what I want to touch yeah. on because uh, just the other day I was doing a concert and someone who's at the concert said you know just looking at the people on the stage and the people in the audience this is not really to do with the new South Africa yes how, how do we Make uh, Western cultural activities part of the normal cultural activities of the wider community in South Africa, and that must be something that you've been thinking about. Oh, also. I've been thinking about it yeah. so much. Especially, how do, we, how do we do that? I think it,
1: it's it's about again, like I said earlier, it's for me, it's about exposure, and you know, historically, and even the the, the perception of what classical music is. You know, classical music historically was always seen as the music of the upper class and it, it, and it was always kind of a, a class thing and I think in South Africa the 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 aspect of apartheid kind of further created the divide in terms of exposure um, I will say though that I, I remember I think it was last year when the Minnesota Orchestra was down and they were touring and I, I was in the the concert in Soweto and they did Beethoven 9, the full Beethoven 9. And um, I was sitting next to a maybe 65 to 70-year-old woman from Soweto. Um, and she turned around at some point and we hadn't spoken. We had greeted her, but we hadn't spoken. And she turned next to me and she said, you know, I my wish is that one day when I die, they play the third movement of Beethoven 9 at my funeral. And that stuck with me because it made me realize that there is there are these connections mm-hmm. and, and it's about just finding these connections and making it more accessible. Um there are there are pockets of, of music making happening. I, I can speak from Cape Town. Um but it it I don't know if it's if it's translating into what we need it to be to take it further. So yeah, they're quite small pockets. Exactly, and and limiting, yeah. you know. So, so it's for me. I've I've been thinking a lot about you know uh, closing that gap.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, it's going to be actually up to guys like you, sure, to do that. No um, pressure. No pressure. <laughs> but and yeah. and fortunately, there are several of you now. I mean, yeah. yourself, Brandon, um, Xavier Klüter. Yes. Uh, and there must be many others as well oh, coming yes. through the New Apostolic Church and so on. Yes, yeah. uh, you know,
1: I think, again, I mean, I've, I've been very blessed to to be able to experience the things that I've experienced that have helped me along this journey. Um, that's why I say exposure is such a big deal for me, because that was really the only way I was able to to latch on and and with a little bit of hard work, you know. But but I think it's also important for people to understand just what goes into it you know it, it's sometimes really easy to to when there's lack of understanding to misinterpret just exactly what it is and i think sometimes you know people get into something before they are ready or or the, they believe they are ready and, and it does sometimes more damage than good so there's also that you know creating awareness around what it actually takes, you know, what is necessary to, to do that and, and, you know, whatever it is you want to do.
0: Your next choice is by George Frederick Handel from his opera Rinaldo, and it's that famous piece, lacia Chiyopianga. Patricia Pettibon was the singer there, singing "Lacio Chiopianga from Rinaldo by George Frederick Handel. The Venice Baroque Orchestra was conducted by Andrea Marcon. It's such a beautiful aria, mm. that. And, it I mean, is. Handel, you know, has written just such the most amazing music. Mm. There's uh, there's something about Handel's music
1: that just, it's so effortless and so light. And it's, it, I don't know how he does it. Like you say, I mean, um, and and there's not, you can immediately hear when it's Handel. You know, there's just this this, this air and this, this...
0: Yeah, and he wrote so fast. Yeah, <laughs> You know, if you think that Messiah was written in three weeks, oh. uh, and he wrote... Uh, th- something like six uh, or twelve concerti grossi in one month. Oh, goodness. And real class music. I you was know? just going to say, it's not yeah. as if the Messiah no. is second rate. You know? no, 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 no. These are classy <laughs> yeah. pieces. Mm. Yeah. But then coming up uh, is something completely different. Unlike the sort of light, airy-fairy, this is powerful, heavy stuff yes, yes. from Verdi. And this is something you've mm. conducted also. I was... I was incredibly
1: uh, surprised when I when when it came to me um to do the Verdi's Requiem in, in April of this year. Um for just for so many reasons, you know, it's it's kind of one of those full circle moments. I when I was younger, I sang Verdi's Requiem in in the chorus when I was at UCT, that was the one concert that I played in the symphony orchestra was Verdi's Requiem because I was studying jazz. So I wasn't playing what, in the What orchestra. did you play? Trumpet, trumpet. Um and you know this piece was and still is a a a very big um part of 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 me and, and my thought process around it it's you know the requiems in fact in general have really taken my interest and obviously it's because of you know my church background and the connections to that but you know the the this specific one is a very very intense um look into you know the afterlife and to and to and to what's you know going to happen And verdi manages to scare the socks off of you um in this one and, and it really was a it was a incredible experience to conduct this and to feel this especially with the the incredible orchestra and and the singers that that was on the stage but this was one of, I, I struggle to listen to this now afterwards because it takes, I feel like it takes me back there, you know, but it was a very impacting
0: piece of music for me. Two movements from the Requiem Mass by Giuseppe Verdi, the Dies Irae and the Tuba Mirum. Jose van Dam was the singer there with the Vienna Philharmonic Orchestra and the Vienna State Opera Chorus under Herbert van Karajan. What is really nice for us nowadays is that we can look at pretty well videos of any conductor we want mm. to find on YouTube or somewhere yes. on the internet. Yes. And it's really interesting to be able to watch these great conductors doing their thing. I mean, like I said previously, it's about, I guess, the
1: understanding and it's incredible that we've got these resources at our disposal, um, but I think, you know, we must be careful of how they can make our lives too easy, you know, because you know I know a few people who are inclined to just go and sit with the school and, f- and listen to the YouTube recording and think they know it, and that's so far from the truth, likewise, I mean I know a few conductors who would see uh, a bernstein um gesture and it would suddenly appear you know, but just it's just funny but but it is incredible because I think. I also think we've we've got less and less of an excuse now, <laughs> to be to be honest, because yeah, there's no excuse for not being prepared. Sure, because I sure. think I think resources and and even the internet nowadays, we've got exposure to to almost everything, or a lot more than what we had before. Um, so so yeah, it's a two edged sword for me that one. But I I I am so grateful that I get to.
0: You know, when I'm ready, go to YouTube, and, and, and it's usually there. Yeah. Well, your next choice is Sibelius, and it is Symphony Number no. 2. This is the first movement. It's the Cape Philharmonic Orchestra, which is close to home for you. Yes. Owen Arul Hughes conducting. The first movement of Symphony No. 2 in D Major by Jean Sibelius, the Cape Philharmonic Orchestra under Owen Arul Hughes. And this is the choice of Chad Hendricks, who's my guest in People of Note. Chad comes from Cape Town and comes from Retreat, Grassy Park, and has been a prize winner in a conducting competition. Where do you see yourself one day, Chad? I know that's a difficult question to answer, really, but I mean, would you like to be a conductor? Would that be your main job, or can you see yourself as a teacher, or what do you think you'd like to do?
1: I think with with the world changing so quickly nowadays it's really difficult to to place yourself in a specific position but i think um f- for my m- for me my goal is to be part of and it sounds so cliche <laughs> when i <laughs> when I hear it out loud but I do want to be part of the change of the of the classical music scene yeah. and and terrain in south africa um and I would love to be conducting all the time um but i also realize that you know it's difficult to to really make an impact with with only one aspect yeah. um i'm yeah i'm looking into some business um options and and things like that i'm thinking like a big adult person now <laughs> um so i'm pl- i'm toying around with these ideas because i think it's important to to have a vehicle yeah. to navigate through
0: do you see change happening
1: i do see change yeah. happening and i see more and more the potential of change happening. And the talent has always been there. Um, but I think it, it needs to be approached in a very intelligent and um, understanding way. And, and really, you know, because, <sighs> yeah, yeah.
0: Because things like babies can get chucked out with bathwater. this exactly, is the problem. Exactly,
1: exactly. Yeah. And, and so it becomes very tricky to, to actually create a long-term sustainable, um, not product, but something yeah. that is going to, you know,
0: and that's make the what change. concerns all of us. Actually, yeah. we are yeah. all in this together, yeah. and we we have to because both of us really enjoy what we do, yes, and we need orchestras and choirs oh, to absolutely. do it. So absolutely, we we're, we're on the same track basically.
1: I'm glad to hear that. I mean, yeah. I I think it's it's also important for for the younger guys like myself to learn from. The more experienced guys like yourself, because I think, you know, you can say Richard Cock anyway in South Africa, and everyone will know. And that's important, you know. Besides the the brand, it's also important that people understand what the brand represents. Mm. Um, and so, you know, finding that is is I think each of our own responsibility, and and finding our own way of of making the difference. Because I don't think we should copy a model. I th- I believe in authenticity. Um, and that's once you, you find that authenticity within yourself, I believe the brand and whatever will come with it.
0: Your next choice is a rather unusual one. This is a Benedictus by Alexander Mackenzie, the BBC Scottish Symphony Orchestra under Martin Brabins. That was the Benedictus by Alexander Mackenzie, a famous Scottish composer, the BBC Scottish Symphony Orchestra under Martin Brabbins. We're sort of coming towards the end of the program now, Chad. And I must say, it's been great to have you up here. I know you're also working with Herben Groeten while you're up here uh, on your master's. Just tell us a little bit about that.
1: Yes. So this year, um, I decided to to embark on a master's, Um, maybe foolishly so, I don't know. (laughs) And what
0: uh, is your thesis?
1: Well, so we're busy as it goes. We are busy fine-tuning it, Um, but it is going to be, I, I believe, I mean, it's a bit dangerous saying this on radio, but I believe it's going to be around the aspects that we were speaking about, yep. about, you know, how how to to lessen the gap and all these other aspects of, of what we spoke about earlier. Um, and, um, yeah, because I'm doing it through correspondence, I unfortunately don't get to fly up every week for lessons. It's just not practical. But um, this week we've sort of had a, a week of, of you know, of, let's say, semi-intense, you know, sessions. Um, and it's been incredible. It's been so nice to to feel, you know, that, that thing of, I don't know that. I need to know that. Ooh, okay, the, ooh, uh, that didn't work so well. Oh, okay, I've got to practice that, you know, because we sometimes get into to working and we get into conducting and stuff and, and you, you get busy and you don't often... Think, hey, I should probably go spend two hours in the practice room, just watching what I'm doing now in the mirror and see that the bad habits that I've picked yeah. up in the meantime.
0: Yeah, because our job actually is to make life easy for the orchestras playing under us. Exactly. That's our job. Exactly.
1: Yeah, and uh, yeah, and and that's basically the 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 base understanding. And this is why when people start doing. These <laughs> all sorts of things that they then see on YouTube videos yeah, just becomes counterproductive. Yeah. But, but it's been really great to, to then also delve into, because it's at master's level, it's now delving into a lot of the psychological and, and new, neurologi- uh, neurological aspects of, of, of the job. And, and that's extremely interesting for me. So I've been having a ball up here.
0: Great. Well, you must come again. And your last choice is a beautiful piece by John Rutter and very appropriate for this time of night. The Lord bless you and keep you, John Rutter, the Bournemouth Sinfonietta and Polyphony under Stephen Layton. Beautiful music as always from the pen of John Rutter. That was the Lord bless you and keep you and an appropriate end for this program. You've been listening to People of Note on Classic 1027 and my guest tonight was Chad Hendricks, a young conductor from Cape Town. He won the Len von Sale conducting competition and is now starting to make his way in the world of conducting. Uh, and he had his first uh, experience of Starlight Classics up in Joburg a couple of weeks ago when he was helping me as my co-conductor. In fact, you were conducting more than I was. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Eventually it landed up. We, being yeah, good. Yeah. Which yeah. was wonderful.
0: And And it's great that we can give chaps like you mm. the opportunity to do these big gigs. Yeah, I must so say I'm, I'm
1: very grateful for it because yeah. I realize that it's, it's not, we can't assume that, but yeah. it is also uh, an interesting and valuable part of the process. So thank you
0: very much That's for a that. a great pleasure and thank you for coming on, people of note. Thank you for having me. And thank you at home for listening and to Pitt for helping us put the program together. And so uh, I'll be back with full works tomorrow and the days after but thanks for listening and a very good night.